Hi everyone, welcome back to the HSC Network podcast. This week we have Kathy Seabrook and she is going to be giving a talk on how you can get corporate strategy, uh, people and HSC to really line up on safety and really get that uh, cultural link across the board. So over to Kathy to start the podcast. This was recorded at the HSC virtual series last year. Thank you so much, Paul. Well, greetings, everyone. I actually have quite a global perspective. I'm not just focused on the, uh, the, the the U.S., although that my accent will tell you that I am from the United States. But I've been based in the U.K. for over 10 years of my life, um, working in uh, health and safety and certifications in the U.K., uh, as well as working globally. My, my purview is um, global companies, which is why I'm coming to you here today, not with just a U.S. focus, but truly a global Global focus. Um, I'm the past chair of the Center for Safety and Health Sustainability, which was a global entity, um, and now um, an advisor and ambassador for the Capitals Coalition, which is based in Amsterdam, and a, a global entity, which I'm going to share a little bit about that with you today. So we're going to go on fast forward. I have just a little bit of time to try to connect some dots for you uh, around uh, health and safety and around uh, information that's going to help you with your C-suite. So why connect the dots? Well, you have to trust that the dots will connect in your future because believing that those dots will connect down the road will give you the confidence to follow your heart, even in the face of doubt. And that will make all the difference in the world. And at the end of the day, this is how Steve Jobs made Apple future fit. And Wherever I am, I always talk about connecting the dots and my, my UK colleagues always talk about joining the dots. Um, but at the end of the day, what we're going to do today is connect you from a health and safety and, and those with environmental responsibilities, uh, why this is important um, and why it's important for you to be future fed. So let's connect some of those dots, shall we? And knowing the business environment in which you're operating and we collectively, um, whether you're just working in one country in Europe or you're working collectively throughout Europe or throughout the world, what are the global influences um, that are happening in Europe and around the world? And what are the interdependencies and the connectivities that we need to know about? So if you're gonna understand the business environment in which you work, we need to focus on what is the true north thinking about navigating, if you will, through your companies. And what does that look like? Well, the first and foremost thing is you need to understand, all of us need to understand, companies are in business to turn a profit. At the end of the day, that, that's just a fact. How they do that is where we come in and how these dots are going to connect in just a few minutes for you. So thinking about what your corporate purpose is, what, and, and at the end of the day, it's going to be profitability, um, and, and how does your corporation, what values does, does your company have? And that is the true north that we all need to understand. So the business environment in which we're operating, we're going to talk about some meta trends, and these are not, if you will, these are the transformational changes that are happening right now. So let, let's, let's move forward and talk about that. So we're talking alignment, right? We're, we're thinking about the alignment between corporate performance and occupational safety and health performance. From now, I'm going to call it OSH performance. You can call it occupational health and safety performance, but we're going to call it OSH performance for, um, for our work today. And this is the ultimate connectivity with your board, and with your C-suites and understanding this alignment and 
aligning all of our health and safety uh, initiatives with our corporate performance uh, will actually create that alignment. So let's connect some more dots. In this world right now, the meta trend is around corporate social responsibility. And all of these are different words for really saying the same thing. Uh, corporate social responsibility, sustainable development, which came out of the United Nations uh, way back when in the, in the 80s. Um, the concept of environmental social and governance, uh, or you'll hear the terms ESG. If you don't know about this, you need to Google and learn everything you can possibly learn. And then we're going to talk a little bit about human capital. And that's where we come into play. That's our purview. That's our world um, as that concept of human capital. So what's driving sustainability, ESG, concepts of human capital? Well, this change is being driven by the markets, and these are the markets around the world. It's also being driven by our customers. Our customers are asking for information, um, data, reporting, transparency on how we are managing, we as in our companies, how we are managing um, health and safety in our world, but in terms of sustainability, the impacts to the environment, the impacts from a social perspective, which includes people, which is my purview, our purview, people, which the investment community calls human capital, and um, your CFOs um, uh, uh, and financial directors uh, call uh, human capital, and the governments, um, the EU directives that are coming out around sustainability and sustainability reporting uh, is all driving this change. Reputational risk. We've seen many um, incidents that have happened uh, around the world that have caused companies to um, not be sustainable, truly sustainable over time uh, because of uh, reputational risk. And whether it's the garment industry, whether it's the oil and gas industry, whether it's the pharmaceutical industry, um, most of the industry sectors have suffered um, in, in, in automotive industry, um, most recently, um, have suffer, suffered uh, reputational risks. So all of these um, are really coming to play. But right now, what's really driving this meta trend is the investment community. So the investment community is um, looking for a level of assurance on risk and opportunities. And my colleagues out there that um, are adept at ISO 45001, risk and opportunities opportunities is what we are looking at too. It's no longer just the negative concept of risk. It's looking at what are the opportunities uh, within the organization. And for us, opportunities to reduce risk and create uh, safer and healthier workplaces. And this concept of identifying, assessing, and managing, that's what we do with safety and health professionals. And the investment community and our customers are looking for accountability, they're looking for transparency, assurance that these environmental, social, and governance risks um, and opportunities in business um, are actually being reported um, either externally or internally, um, either publicly or privately. So it can influence, that information can influence decision-making in an organization. And for our perspective from a health and safety, um, it's decision-making uh, 
around the initiatives that we would like to, uh, to put forward in our companies relative to health and safety. So it's all about alignment. I'm coming back to this alignment, corporate performance and OSH performance. So I'd like to uh, uh, get you to take a poll and Elliot is gonna be helping me behind the scenes here um, to answer our first question, which is, um, and this is the interactive part. So uh, we need to get you to answer the question is whether or not your company publishes a sustainability or co corporate social uh, responsibility report. And Elliot, I'm going to uh, depend on you since I don't get the uh, the results to uh, to call it out for us. How many yeses? How many noes? And how many I don't knows, percentage wise. Okay, so we've got a couple coming in through the chat as well. So we've had uh, four on Slido so far. So 100% yes so far. All right, folks, I need I need you to be with me um, in terms of the polls um, because this this helps us all understand uh, where we are in terms of being a uh, future fit. All righty. Um, do we have any other um, feedbacks, Elliot? We've got all yeses so far. All righty. Well, I'm going to I'm going to take that 100% that um, everyone on this call and we obviously um, this is the live and people are going to come in and out um, in terms of uh, streaming 24-7. Uh, so this is really important if you do not know whether or not your um, company uh, publishes a corporate social responsibility, sustainability or corporate responsibility report, first and foremost, go find out and read it and find out what's going on in terms of occupational health and safety. So let's connect some more dots. I keep talking about uh, ESG and environmental, social, and governance, but let's talk about what does that mean to us? Well, in terms of health and safety, in terms of people working in organization, we're part of the social uh, dimension, if you will, and social impacts around uh, sustainability or corporate social responsibility. So what does that mean? We're all about the people, right? And in companies, and for thinking about value uh, that's created in companies, uh, people are at the core of every thriving business. And we all are appreciating that through uh, this COVID time because it's put a real strain on the people working in organizations. Some people um, in terms of their health and safety, um, others in terms of just being able to get to work. Um, and from a value perspective, the contribution of people working in those thriving companies, it's directly impacted and affected by their health, their safety, and their well-being. And the well-being in the world includes um, not just physical health, but also the mental health, which COVID in this case is definitely taking its toll. So let's look at this from uh, an the investor's perspective, because I was talking about how they're really driving this. So they are looking for both investors, right? They're looking, if you're a publicly traded company, they are looking at your financials because they want to make good decisions as to whether or not they want to own stock in your company if you're publicly traded. But what's happening now in the trend is that they're no longer just looking at the financials. So the bottom line in your annual report, they also want to know about material issues or material material risk and impacts um, that are non-financial. And guess where that falls? That falls to us. We are considered non-financial impacts or health and safety uh, risks and or material risk, um, environmental risks um, and governance risks. So how an organization um, 
um, is, is actually literally how is it organized to assure that um, they're meeting all the uh, compliance regulations in terms of being fit uh, fit fit for the business being fit um, and complying with all the legal and um, other uh, obligations that the, uh, the company has. So investment decision making, this is what's driving a lot of this. And, and these investors want to make sure and they're looking at companies who identify and they measure they manage and they disclose. Now that's an investor uh, speak for reporting on human capital, on people working in these organizations, um, reporting on this environmental, social and governance. And in our case, reporting on occupational health and safety, occupational safety and health. And what are the risks and what are the opportunities? And that's where we come in because we do this. All righty, I got a second poll out there. Um, this is about you personally, um, and how are you personally involved in developing uh, the OSH performance uh, data, performance metrics um, that would either go into a sustainability report or into your annual, uh, annual, um, annual report? So we either answer um, yes or no. And Elliot, I'm going to get you to help me yeah, out here. So we've got 100% yes again at the moment. Um, All righty. So this this is good. Um, so if 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 in fact you are um, you are involved, then it helps um, because you can actually drive what the investor is going to see. And I'm going to get, get into the disclosure piece in just a second. So this is good. And if you don't, um, if you're streaming, if you don't, um, uh, you're not personally involved, find out who is, who is deciding what the data is around health and safety to determine what actual OSH performance is in your organization and how is that being reported externally. So why human capital? Many health and safety um, folks, including myself, have a very hard time with this word, but this is investment uh, community speak. This is your um, financial director speak for people working in organizations and the transition from people being a cost center to people actually creating value in organizations. That's the direction. So connecting a few more dots here um, is performance measurement and this concept of OSH performance uh, uh, impacting the performance of a company. So we all know it's about management systems and management systems are proactively, and this is what um, the investors are looking at. And this is what the Global Reporting Initiative, uh, which provides companies with um, what is uh, material, and what needs to be reported in your um, corporate social responsibility reports, et cetera. So we all know it's been OSAS 18,001 in the past or uh, a recognized standard in your particular country. Um, and in the EU, as we all know, it's a, there's a, the, the EU directives um, and the, in the regulation and the re regulatory regime for management systems. And then there's ISO 45001 that's just been published. And they're looking at the investors are looking at, and as well as your customers, material risks. And this word materiality is very important. I unfortunately don't have too much time. Um, I'm actually going to skip that poll. Too much time um, talking about materiality, but materiality is what a business um, and the investors uh, are focused on in terms of decision making. And the, the point is materiality, whether it's with this, and if you don't know about GRI, please Google this. I mean, you all will get a copy of my slides, by the way. Um, but the materiality is focused on what does a company decide is significant. And the GRI here um, actually defines significant economic, environmental, and social impacts, or something that might influence 
a risk or an opportunity that might influence um, the decision maker for stakeholders, all stakeholders. So that can be governments, that can be the investors, that can be um, uh, your customers, can be your supply chain, your value chain. And so that's from a company focus and what you put in your sustainability report. Materiality from an investor perspective, and this has started in the UK with the Sustainability Accounting Standards Board or SASB, but that is going global because it's going uh, through the markets around the world. And for the investors, it's anything that would cause them to change uh, their mind, if you will, um, to impact decision making as to whether that they are going to own uh, a part of part of your stock and make decisions on investments. Um, so this last piece uh, I want to um, or this last poll uh, and this poll is about um, the performance. So materiality is. Um, something that across the world, across Europe, across every every country, if something is considered mere, uh, material risk or material impact, it needs to be reported in the annual financial report. So how many of your companies actually report um, occupational health and safety uh, performance in your annual financial report. So this is integrated reporting. Um, this is the financial report. This is not the sustainability or CSR report. So, um, Elliot, when you get a chance. So I'm just trying to work out what part. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I skipped. I skipped one. <laughs> this is the fourth. This would be the fourth call. Okay. Not to worry. Sorry, I've got um, OSH performance is reported in my company's annual financial report. Yes, please. Yeah, okay, so we've got 80% yes, 0% no, and 20% don't know. All righty. So this is good, actually. 80% of you all um, have, are working in companies, so the company that is value and purpose-driven, um, which obviously makes it much easier for us. But the reality here and what I want to drive home is these material risks, um, if occupational health and safety in your company is considered material, and the SASB group that I've talked to you about um, that, that actually provides a standard for what is material by industry sector. And I've got a bunch of resources at the end of this. Um, go find out. If you don't know, this is so important um, because th this is what is going to help you have line of sight to the boardroom. So let's connect um, a, a few more dots. Um, in terms of financials, uh, the Human Capital Management Coalition has about... Um, well, actually, it's not no longer 30. They, they literally just added two new um, investors uh, to their um, coalition. And they make up almost, um, almost, actually, it's, 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 it's gone to six trillion, um, even since these slides, because I was just on a call with them. Um, six trillion uh, assets under management. So this is a lot of money and that's uh, in U.S. dollars, but it's a global coalition. So what they're pushing and what they have been pushing um, is this concept of human capital, about people working in organizations um, and health and safety, as well as diversity and inclusion, as well as um, retention and and. Um, hiring uh, of, of staff is all included in this concept of human capital, but we're in there. And those SASB standards actually indicate, depending on your industry sector, that, that safety and health for your employees and your workers is material. Um, uh, P, uh, PBN uh, uh, Paribus, 
uh, 437 billion euros, uh, BlackRock, 90 billion uh, US dollars. So this is money that is going in to investing in companies uh, that are actually managing um, and value their human capital, their people working in, in organizations. So this is where the dots are connecting, sustainability, people working in companies, um, and reporting. Um, and this is where the, the investment community is looking in your customers. And where's the sweet spot? Right in the middle. And that's where we are. The risks and opportunities, the people working in organizations and their safety and health creating value within the organization. The other dots connecting is this concept of materiality and people, workers, human capital um, that the investors are looking at and ESG. And ESG, again, is the subset of sustainability. And where's the sweet spot for us? workplace health and safety. Again, value creation, looking at risks and looking at opportunities and whether or not they're material and how are they being reported. So I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the, uh, the uh, UN, uh, the Sustainable Development Goals, because when we talk about alignment globally, um, organizations um, and the investors are all looking at how are the sustainable um, uh, sustainable development goals SDGs um, actually being incorporated into a company's um, values into the and into their performance? So I've just highlighted some of the areas where we, in terms of occupational health and safety, we are right in the middle of the SDGs: um, good health and well-being, education, training, competency, uh, decent work, economic growth, no poverty, and again, we're thinking globally: uh, zero hunger. Um, industry innovation and infrastructure, uh, life on land, uh, which impacts uh, the safety and health as well as the environmental impact, and sustainable cities and communities. The other major stakeholder uh, that we haven't talked about is communities, where our staff comes from, and uh, the relationships with those communities within our business. And um, the Global Reporting in Initiative, um, which is uh, the entity that I talked to you about that defines uh, materiality uh, much more broadly uh, for companies, the, the, um, they, in 2018, published what the performance metrics should be for occupational health and safety, um, and that's a GRI 403 standard on OSH. Have a look. That's also in the um, references that I'm going to be providing you. So bringing us to the end is that when we think about corporate performance and the discussions that we need to be having uh, in our uh, organization with our C-suite, with the leadership, with what I've just provided to you, we have line of sight, we are in there in the discussions um, with our C-suites, we're line of sight to those decision makers, our corporate boards, our C-suites, the operational leaders, investors, many of you are, are may even right now being called into the analyst calls um, because the questions investors are having specifically around COVID and your supply chains um, are being, we, we, we literally, are, health and safety professionals are being asked to answer those questions on those analyst calls. So I want to leave you with three questions. One, what are your company's sustainability or corporate responsibility objectives? Oops, hate it when that happens. Um, is occupational safety and health aligned with those company uh, objectives? 
And where will you start? Uh, knowing what you know now, the question for you is, oops, the question for you is, are you future fit? Are you future fit? Is your company future fit to meet these challenges of understanding and identifying and managing and potentially reporting out or disclosing what your organization is doing in OSH performance. Because at the end of the day, this is what your stakeholders are looking at. They're looking at your people. Um, they're looking at the human capital associated with that um, people. And specifically, again, you can't have a thriving business without um, people and their ability to um, be able to contribute is based or influenced at least on their health, their safety, and their well-being. So these are some resource links that I'm going to be providing you with. And I just want to say thank you and uh, put this back to Paul. Well done. Thanks, Kathy. That was really terrific. Um, some great uh, some great areas there covered. Let me just pull up a second. Have a look on the Q&A. Um, do you know a guy called Malcolm Staves, Kathy? No, I've never heard of him. No, me neither. Very popular on uh, the questions for your session, probably because of the outstanding work you're doing together. Uh, we need to get on board with understanding where OSH fits into HC. It's all about speaking the right language to the right people. That was feedback from Malk. So um, I just want to give a little um, uh, a shout out to Malk. Uh, Malk and I are both um, in, involved in the, the Capitals Coalition. Uh, Malk is one of the advisors and uh, subject matter experts, obviously, in occupational health and safety. For those that don't know him, he's the, um, the cor corporate global head of safety and health for L'Oreal. And he and I have been working um, along with many other um frankly, a lot of uh, European uh, occupational safety and health uh, global leaders uh, in this Capitals Coalition to really push forward um, to his to his point and his comment uh, about how do we really align uh, with our C-suites, with our boards of directors to move our companies forward to really truly understand this occupational health and safety um, is um, material uh, to the organizations. Yeah. We love our Malk. We do love, he's put here, people, 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 the four P's. <laughs> Absolutely. Couldn't you know, blind. I love that. I love that. What else we got here? Steve Howells. Hi, Steve. Malk, I agree. Still frustrates me when people, what was he agreeing on? I do apologize. Oh, yeah, no, on the people, people, people part. Malk, I agree, still frustrates me when people say safety is the most important thing. It is not, never has been, never will be. By effectively influencing the C-suite, that OSH contributes tangibly, non-tangibly to the corporate objectives and the bottom line It is then when it truly has the place it deserves. I like that. I like that a lot. And, and Steve, you know, your point is really well taken because we now have that line of sight. We don't have to push our way in. Um, the investors are asking for our opinions. Investors want to understand uh, about occupational health and safety um, and what's happening. Another great podcast. Thank you so much for your time, Kathy. We look forward to welcoming you back next week where we've got Nick List. He is the head of customer success at eDriving for the Europe division. 
we had a great discussion with Nick covering driver safety, culture, uh, how you can actually get employees to engage with driver safety. And we look forward to sharing that with you next week.